care under fire is this. If you can do only one thing for your buddy, stop them from bleeding to death. Hey everybody, welcome to Hard Time Strong Men Podcast. Today we're going to be talking TC3 or Tactical Combat Casualty Care. Disclaimer, real quick, we're using this class in order to bring uh, to your awareness the doctrine used by the military as far as combat casualty care goes. That's why it's called tactical. Uh, we're not giving you medical advice. You know, uh, We cannot tell you how to perform medical interventions or administer medications. We're not going to do that. This is what our military uses, so you know, we figured you might want to know this. Uh, practice this within your certifications and your licensure. If you don't have a licensure, you probably shouldn't be administering medical care. Uh, stick to first aid, stick to what you know, stick to what you've been trained to. Uh, for the purpose of this class, whenever a medical intervention or medication administration is instructed, this direction is, as we say, per doctrine, it's what we've been taught, please use your own clinical judgment. These TC3 guidelines or tactical combat care guidelines are recommendations, not substitutes for clinical judgment. With that out of the way, let's do this thing. Yeah, so TC3. So when you say TC3, we mean tactical combat casualty care. So there is a stark difference between pre-hospital care in a civilian context and a combat context. So TC3 is a set of guidelines designed to merge good medicine with good tactics. So the TC3 board is continually reviewing casualty data from all branches, best practices, lessons learned to give you good evidence-based best practice care in a pre-hospital setting in combat. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> we need to emphasize that. Uh, this is in a combat setting, okay? All this is an, in a combat setting, so we're talking whether it be deployed or, <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario in a civil war or an invasion. This is what you would in a, in a In a guerrilla fire context. So yes. this is not a best case scenario, no, right? This is, this is a, a combat scenario. scenario. So in a hospital setting, there will be different SOPs. There will be different things you do at different times, but that's not the context we're talking about. Yeah, this is not that time. Exactly. So... TC3 is broken up into three phases, care under fire, tactical field care, and tactical evacuation care. So care under fire, it's the, it's the minimal that you will be doing on the X or when you're getting shot, right? So you have minimal time and supplies. You're focusing on hemorrhage control, right? That's is it. So blood loss, you're, you're only focusing on that. Yes tactical field care it's medical care on the battlefield but you're not under fire so you've suppressed the enemy enemy's moved on maybe you've moved to a different area you're not under fire but you're still in that setting and then tactical evacuation care pretty much the same care you're giving in tactical field care but you're transporting that casualty off of the battlefield to higher care and by higher care so, we mean like the hospital setting kind of thing yes yes so what we're going to talk about today is care under fire. Care under fire is care given at the point of injury. On the X, you have limited equipment. The provider, you, and the casualty, whoever got shot, are still taking fire. 
So what do they do first? So the first element of this is that you need to return fire. Like this is the most common sense thing. If you're under fire, like the thing that has your attention the most is going to be the fact that you have incoming fire. You need to suppress that fire. You need to return fire. You need to get the other person to duck their head. You need to seek cover also because you can't do anything if you're also shot. So you need to, if the casualty is awake and responsive and able, you need to have them return fire as well. Uh, you need to direct that casualty to seek cover and perform first aid. So in a deployment, we had an IFAC, an individual first aid kit. That's honestly something you should have also now. I mean, I carry one in my car. I carry one with me when I go camping. It's in my bag. The casualty needs to open up their own IFAC and either put a tourniquet on if they have an active bleed, uh, apply pressure dressing, uh, whatever. They need to perform their own first aid. You're only you're only addressing hemorrhage control. You're only addressing life-threatening exactly. bleeding at exactly. this point. We're not trying to stabilize. We're just trying to stop bleeding. Army-deployed medical care is a very, very... It's a... It's a very brutal thing because all you're trying to do is stop bleeding and it doesn't matter how you do it. You have to stop that bleeding. So think about it this way in a guerrilla context in combat, when you're taking fire, you have to choose. Would you rather have your buddy die or would you rather stop the bleeding? Would you rather stop the bleeding or have your buddy bleed to death? Yeah. I mean, if it's you, I'm gonna let them bleed to death. Uh, anybody else? I'll have. I'll stop the bleeding. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. You should 100 percent of the time stop that bleeding. However you can, tourniquets, pressure dressings, whatever. Stop that bleeding. Stop the bleed. You can take care of everything else at a higher level of care. Stop that bleeding. So step two in this, after you've gotten your casualty through turn fire and then get into cover and perform self aid, is that you need to stop the massive hemorrhaging that's going on. So the life threatening bleeding. Uh, if there's a bleed, you need to stop it. Tourniquet, pressure dressing, whatever, stop it. That is carrying a fire. Like you, you really can't do anything else. You just have to prep to be able to get them, uh, get them out of there. But you're under fire this time. Right. Please let this be an implied task. If your casualties in a burning building or in a burning vehicle, please move them. Yeah, hundred percent. Please move them from the burning building or vehicle. And if they're on fire, please make them not on fire anymore <laughs> and <laughs> please stop the casualty from sustaining other right injuries and so I, I i need to throw this in here because i talked about using a tourniquet when we're talking about using a tourniquet try to if you can avoid using improvised tourniquets they don't work as well as like actual certified tourniquets when you apply these it's too easy anymore to get a tc3 certified tourniquet 100 percent. north american rescue readily available yes. we'll throw a link in the description it's too easy to get tc3 certified tourniquets yes. anymore what, what are they now uh, cat three tournament tourniquets are they called yeah i think North they're American? they're cat threes yeah, yeah. so they're you can get a hold of them pretty easily uh you could probably find one on amazon but i don't know if i trust those to be honest um no no try wish.com that'll be great yeah so regardless uh when you apply one of these they need to be put high and tight when we say high and tight like on the injury limb itself like as high as possible and as tight as possible like it's going without to being on a joint yes without being on a joint without so if joint. you're right so if your casualty has like a massive laceration to their arm a huge cut to their arm they're losing a lot of blood you're fitting that tourniquet over the arm as high on that arm as possible like up to the armpit 
Yes. And when you tine it down, you are tining that windlass, that rod, until you see the blood stop. Yes. And it's going to hurt. I need to, I need to preface that it's going to hurt really, really badly. They're not going to want you to do it and they may try to fight you a little bit. Oh yeah. But it needs to happen because if you don't, they're going to bleed out and die a hundred percent. And if you, I don't even, is this still a thing where you have to like lean on the arm? No, no. Well, I can't say that. I can't say that with any certainty, but I do know that it's high and tight over the wound twist until you see the bleeding stop. So I remember this hurting so bad because the person applying it would jam their knee straight into my artery on my leg and lean all their weight into it to essentially And I don't know stop I don't even bleeding. know if that's practiced anymore. I don't know either, but I remember Because you don't know what's going on or underneath, you know, that knee, what you know, what's going on with the anatomy. But it sucks. the 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 idea of that was to stop the bleeding. Yeah, but. exactly. And then they would slide obviously slide the tourniquet on and just start winching that sucker down. And holy crap, it hurts a lot. You can move, but oh, my God, having that thing winched down as tight as possible was so painful. Yes. But it works. Very painful. It works. But it works. It's effective. all feeling in your leg. <laughs> exactly. So our key takeaways for this class, I know it's a short one, but literally your two steps in care under fire are return fire and seek cover and stop bleeding. That's it. But key takeaway First task is always to return fire and seek cover. You are, these guidelines is imply that you are a combatant. So act like one. Return fire, seek cover. Don't make more casualties than there needs to be. And care under fire is this. If you can do only one thing for your buddy, stop them from bleeding to death. Absolutely. The only care that you're rendering at care under fire is applying a tourniquet. That's it. Until the threat is gone, that's the only thing you're doing for that casualty. Right. We'll talk about this in tactical field care and tactical evacuation care, but I can't stress this enough. Do not remove a deployed tourniquet. Do not remove it. If a tourniquet is ineffective, apply another one above the previous attempt. If you're able to, if you're not, you can go directly below it, but definitely do not go any lower. Like, you need to do it in the same area. And once you've applied a tourniquet, you need to write on there what time you put that on. And we'll get get into that with tactical field care. 100%. But in care under fire, you are never taking off a tourniquet. 100%. So, as always, our references will be in the description. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. We appreciate you guys listening. We really, really do. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody.